do you tell anybody if you find your mom in a uh, in a music video from the early 2000s like Dame Dash pouring liquor on your mom <laughs> it's just it's just probably a topic you want to avoid Yo, Greenlight Faithful, Chris Long here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I promised I would do some rankings. I, I would do some, you know, brackets, as if I'm the only person churning out like evergreen ranked type non-sports content right now in the midst of this pandemic. I'm gonna act like, you know, I'm the only one doing this, yeah. I'm going to rank some stuff. I love ranking stuff. I'm going to do some brackets in lieu of March Madness. It's appropriate. I would do brackets all year year round. A couple years ago when I discovered the whole bracket thing, uh, I took it a little overboard and I was doing it in like July and people were like, hey dude, it's kind of a two month limit on the bracket thing. So if you could chill the fuck out with that. So I did. I wait for March. Now it's absolutely necessary to do brackets. I'm going to do ton of content to pass the time. I'm good at this social distancing thing. Um, I am Christopher McCandless up in this bitch with the social distancing. Uh, for those of you who don't get the reference, uh, Into the Wild. And uh, that was a pretty good movie. Go check it out. Also, Eddie Vedder um, does pretty, does his thing on the Into the Wild soundtrack. And <clears throat> I was supposed to go to uh, the Pearl Jam show in Baltimore, March 28th. I'm not going to do that. Number one, even if it was on, I wouldn't. Uh, number two, I think Pearl Jam is pretty smart. They probably already canceled uh, that show. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just do the thing the scientists are asking us to do. Just one time. We get one fucking shot at this. Can everybody just stay the fuck home for a couple days? People are out of like Post Malone concerts and shit. Come on, dude. We got one shot at this thing. Can you just sit on your fucking ass? Consider it a break from the problem drinking lifestyle you have. Don't go to the bar for a couple weeks. You might come out looking healthier, looking a little, you know, youthful, more, more youthful in the face less dark circles, your liver will thank you, and society will thank you. But anyways, I was on uh, Twitter the other day, as like it seems like the entire nation is, but newsflash, actually like less than 1% of the people in the, in the country are actually on Twitter, so never overestimate that. Uh, but it felt like everybody's just hanging out, like what the fuck do we do now? And uh, so I see a bracket, a bracket surfaces, I go down the rabbit hole a minute. Uh, this guy, Randy J. Cruz of Cruise Control Pod uh, up in New York, posted a 2000s hip hop bracket. And uh, that looked pretty good to me. That's the 2000 to 2010 era. Uh, man, I really was into rap music back then. A lot more than I am even now. So 
2000 to 2010, uh, that was like college, early in the pros, high school even. So for a 35-year-old dude, this is going to be memory lane. So uh, Randy J. Cruz, shout out to him. This is his bracket. I'm kind of jacking the bracket, so I apologize, but I'm giving him credit. Uh, he knows I'm doing a pod. Uh, and I'm just going to take you through my picks, and I hope to do more of these brackets. In fact, I'm kind of ambitious. I want to do an outcast bracket in a couple weeks. That would be uh, daunting, to say the least. Might invite a friend or two to do some of these. So after I do this one, if you like it, uh, DM me or tweet at me uh, and comment some brackets you want to see made up and done. Um, yeah, so let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. The way I'll do this is I'll go region by region um, and I will pick the winners uh, all the way to the final four and then pick a champion. There's no great way to do this. Follow along on Randy J. Cruz's Twitter um, at Randy J. Cruz, Cruz Control Pod again. So here we go. Region one, AKA the lose yourself region. I'm gonna run through all the matchups real quick in the seating. Uh, and then I'm going to pick the winners all the way to the final four. We'll hold the final four games for the end, the crescendo. Uh, let's start it off right now. Region one, lose yourself region. That's top left if you're following along on Randy J. Cruz's um, bracket here. Uh, lose yourself is the one seed playing 100, the 16 seed. Then we've got what we do by Freeway off Philadelphia Freeway at the 8 seed, playing Southern Hospitality at 9. That's obviously ludicrous. Uh, Big Pimpin's 5, playing We Fly High at 12. Um, that's a dip set deal. Um, I Get Money at 4. That's, uh, that's a 50 cent hit, if you want to call it that. Uh, playing Swagger Like Us at 13. Uh, the T.I. Uh, song there from the, the uh, you know, I want to say that was around like 2007. If I had to go back, I don't remember when it was, but Country Grammar at 6, playing What's My Name at 11. Um, What's My Name is DMX off, uh, and then there was X. Obviously, Country Grammar's Nelly. Then we've got Jesus Walks at 3, taking on Forever. Um, that's, uh, that's a Cam song off Purple Haze. Jesus Walks is obviously Kanye. Uh, I think Forever got badly underseated here, um, and that's going to be problematic. Next episode is seven, that's off Chronic 2001, and We Gonna Make It is 10, uh, that's Jada Kiss and Styles P um, at 10 there, and Miss Jackson uh, at two versus International Players Anthem at 15. Fuck in A. How is that a 15 seed? Okay, well, you can see how this might go, but we'll start with, uh, with the 116 matchup. Okay, lose yourself. There's your number one. I don't even know what the song 100 is. Don't need to know. Uh, listen, I know there's been a lot of M bashing lately. It's, it's not as cool to like Eminem anymore. Um, Eminem at his best is one of the greatest. Uh, Eminem at his worst, not so great. This was Eminem towards his best. Uh, it does weird me out that lose yourself is a bit of like a, a motion picture thing, but it's a true story. Um, so Lose Yourself essentially gets a buy. It's going to beat up on this, this song 100, which I have no fucking clue what song that is. Um, you know, Lose Yourself could win just off the strength of the, 
Oscar people's faces this year, like the people at the Oscars when he su surprised performed. I mean, so many gifts were were birthed in that performance. And that was the night I figured out who uh, Billie Eilish was. And I am still figuring out who Billie Eilish is. And that's no disrespect. I just, that just goes to show you how little I pay attention to like pop culture, like real pop culture. Um, and that's probably aging me as well. I mean, that, that, that guitar into the bass line is forever going to be elite for me. Um, and it was Eminem's first number one on the Billboard 100. The funny thing about this song is he, I think he won an Oscar for this in 2003, I was reading, uh, and he skipped it, right? Um, he claims he was asleep when his keyboard player and his producer calls him and like had accepted the award on his behalf. He's like, yeah, Em, like you just won um, an Oscar for, uh, for Lose Yourself. And he was sleeping. And I actually kind of believe that because Marshall Mathers uh, seems to be a social distancing first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm pretty sure he's doing really well with this whole thing. Um, not a guy who likes to be seen in public. I remember people used to say, I had a buddy that played for the Lions that said that Eminem used to come to Detroit Lions games because obviously he's a big Detroit Lions fan, sit in the stands in a mask so nobody would know who he was. Obviously, you remember that awkward moment in the booth. That was the other football moment with Musburger and Herb Street. Um, but he's definitely like a reclusive dude. It's pretty interesting. I mean, you like if you want to see M out in public, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he went to a bunch of Source of Award Source Awards, but he's not going to be at a place like the Oscars. Um, interesting to see how he's handled fame. You've got Lose Yourself going on in the second round. No surprise there. In the eight nine matchup, what we do, Philadelphia Freeway Southern Hospitality, uh, ludicrous. So this is a classic to me. Philadelphia Freeway, although I go back and listen to it, sometimes it's not as good as I remember. The good songs are still aging beautifully. This is the best. Um, this is an iconic song to me. This is an underseated song at eight. Um, yeah, all my life off Philadelphia Freeway could have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with a lot of these songs. Uh, Don't Cross uh, the Line could have as well. You know, what we do at eight is like a team nobody wants to see. They're like a hungry, like old Big East team. I'm talking like St. John's, Providence, something like that. You've got Beans, you got Jay, you got Freeway, and they're playing like a Bruce Pearl led Auburn team or something. I don't know if Auburn has the the grit, you know, to 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 upend what we do, and they're not going to. I mean, this wasn't even a question for me. Beans is the star, by the way. Best verse, great ad-libs. Um, and that makes me wonder if Beans and Jay are cool anymore. I know Jay like squashed a lot of his beefs, beefs now um, in his older age. Because I, I, I love Beanie Siegel. Okay, so Freeway, uh, who was actually recently, I think he was on, he was having like kidney failure. I think he got a transplant. So hope he's doing well. I follow him on Instagram. Um he had a good little run there. Good little run. And uh, love Freeway. <laughs> Big Pimpin' 5 versus We Fly High at 12. This is a tough one for me. Because um, I mean no disrespect when I say that Big Pimpin' is going to blow We Fly High out. Um, we Fly High, that was the New York Giants anthem for a little bit uh, on the D-line. And when I was in college, there was no cooler D-line to watch than the Giants D-line. And that's sacrilege. 
I had no idea I'd play for the Eagles at the end of my career. Um, but, you know, I loved the players. I loved the OC, Strahan, um, Tuck. You know, you had Fred Robbins, you know, who, who eventually I ended up playing with in St. Louis, shooting fadeaways. It was cool. It was They just took the Jim Jones thing and they ran with it. Um, and I was a huge, like, dipset fan in general in college. I had, like, the stiff, super stiff 4X T-shirt uh, with all the, the dudes' faces on there. I don't know if that had Hellrell on there, but it had a number of dipset uh, performers on the uh, on the shirt there. And that was just something I was into at the time. <laughs> I, was, I was really into Dipset. But Big Pimpin' is too iconic. Uh, Timberland, Virginia native, production, Jay, uh, definitely underseated at five. And lots of kids, if you go back and look at the music video, uh, and lots of kids stumbled upon that music video. Of course, back then, I don't know that YouTube was around, but if you had MTV on, this video came on, you were going to have some dreams that night, maybe. And now some kids are having nightmares looking at the music video, realizing that their mom might have been in the video. Like, there's a number of, of ladies in this video. And that goes for a lot of these early 2000s uh, hip-hop music videos. And I'm wondering what that's like. Like, do you tell anybody if you find your mom in a uh, in a music video from the early 2000s, like Dame Dash pouring liquor on your mom. <laughs> it's just it's just probably a topic you want to avoid. The Pimp C verse goes the hardest, okay, like uh, by far. And you know, in the video, he's got the cell phone that looks like he got just jacked off a off a Mercedes Dash uh, from like 1996, one of those true car phones, and he just disconnected it. And he's just talking into it and waving it around in the music video. He's got, you know, that that I, you know, that early two thousands loose clothing. Uh, Jay had a bucket on, a bucket hat on. Uh, you know, he got the yacht, uh, the dollars tucked into his linen pants. Uh, Bun B's verse. He was at he was at carnival, and <clears throat> Jay Z added a verse to that video because. I guess the rumor is that he didn't want to feel like he got outrapped by Pimp C. Uh, I still think Pimp's is the best verse on the uh, on the song, and uh, evidently, because this is a bit of a problematic uh, problematic lyrical content here. Um, in 2010, there was an interview. I guess that that Jay admitted that when he looked back at some of the lyrics and he saw them on paper, he wasn't so proud of them. Uh, so I do want to show respect to We Fly High, but uh, Big Pimpin' is rolling on to the second round. Then we've got I Get Money at four and Swagger Like Us at 13. Um, listen, okay, I Get Money was on Curtis. Cool sample, uh, high energy track. Not a lot of applications for this song. Um, this song is not a song you play before a lot, that you're not doing aggressively, uh, you know, and I also think it's overseeded. Swagger Like Us has a lot of features and a lot more diverse possibility for listening. I thought it, I thought it worked pretty well. So that 13, that's going to be a relatively big upset, but I think I, I Get Money is overseeded here. I don't think it's as much about Swagger Like Us being underseeded. I think I Get Money is overseeded at four, and that was on Curtis, right? Okay, so yeah, Swagger Like Us moves on to the second round. 
Now we've got country grammar at six versus what my what's my name at 11. Uh, country grammar, obviously, a big Nelly hit, kind of came on the scene with that. And then what's my name was a, a DMX song off of, and then there was X. And again, I gotta give I gotta give love to what's my name because DMX. I had all the posters on my wall. If you ask me, the 13 year old me, the 15 year old me, who my favorite rapper was, it was DMX. Um, and some with some of the lyrical content that I was consuming at that age, that kind of explains a lot. Uh, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood had some pretty questionable shit on there for a 13 year old to be listening to. And by the way. Uh, it's dark and hell is hot, and I think Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood came out in like a calendar year. So there was a time when DMX was just the fucking man. Um, but even me as a kid, I knew that. And then there was X was probably the beginning of the end, okay? It was like, uh, it was like 50s Massacre. Uh, you know, Massacre was still good. It had some good moments. And Massacre is better than, and then there was X. I don't want to, like, ski mask way is cool and all that, and... Uh, but you knew the music was trending down. And by the time DMX came out with the next album, whatever it was, I can't even remember the name of it, I was kind of over it. Um, and this had a scary-ass music video. I mean, holy shit, where did they film that? The most aggressive piano I've ever heard played at the beginning of this, uh, this song. Um, aggressive piano. And, uh, by the, okay, so I'm looking at the album came out in 1999. I don't know how it makes the cut here, but country grammar is iconic for me because I spent eight years in St. Louis. I'm not going to pick against, uh, Nelly. This was actually a really fucking hot song and, uh, and it's aged pretty well. If, if you play it now, I think people are still pretty into it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to the sixth seed here. Country grammar moves on, uh, edging what's my name. Uh, maybe not edging. It's tight. And then country grammar pulls away. We've got Jesus Walks at 3 versus Forever at 14. Obviously, Forever, to me, as somebody who really liked Dipset, Cam, uh, and Cam for a teenage white kid, that's a hard, that's lyrics that are hard to follow along with. I mean, I think for anybody, the Cam lyrics are hard to follow along with. And I don't think the verses are good enough to match the production here. Uh, it's one of my favorite produced songs um, that he did, period. But Jesus Walks is a classic. I mean, this was this was Kanye taking the world by storm at this point. Um, the verses were great. Uh, the production's great. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm betraying the 20-year-old me with uh, that stiff 4X dipset t-shirt uh, by picking Jesus Walks, but I got to push it through the second round. Flip water like Poland Springs, shout out to uh, Cam, but I got to push Jesus Walks through. Uh, next episode, seven seed versus We Gonna Make It, 10 seed. Um, and next episode doesn't deserve this. They're going to get run out of the gym by Kiss and Styles here because next episode probably aged the third best out of the three uh, Chronic 2001 songs I saw in this bracket. We Gonna Make It is like, a fucking classic to me. Again, this is like a USC team running into a chippy East Coast team that nobody wants to play, okay? Um, again, I don't know if it's St. John's, Providence, one of these schools, but, uh, and this is the old Big East I'm talking about. Um, although, next episode, you know, Dre's got a terrific ad lib. Sup, bitch? 
Fuck the frail shit though. Fuck the frail shit. When, when I heard that, when you hear that, you know it's about to go down. And uh, this thing's gonna win off the bat. It's uh, one of my favorite uh, Kiss songs. My bathtub lifts up, my walls do a 360. Although I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's up with the the salmon pronunciation being salmon. He does the salmon thing. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine, uh, but he crushes it. This song is ridiculous. Him and Styles playing off each other. That third verse um, is about as good as any Kiss verse. Uh, I don't want to exaggerate, but it's pretty damn good. Um, and also a good sample, Samuel Jonathan Joseph. The song's called My Music. I have it on my Spotify as a result of loving this song. And uh, it gets some serious burn. Um, but I'm just realizing now, holy shit, where is We Are The Streets, the Locks album? Can I Live, Recognize, Wild Out? That's a 2000 album. I just looked it up. 2000. Where is it and why is it not here? Okay. Randy, come on, man. Yeah, we're going to make it. It's going to win this one. <laughs> then finally, to round out the bracket, you've got Miss Jackson uh, at number two. And then you've got International Players Anthem at 15. And I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I really am. I'm sorry that you played the most underseated team in this whole fucking tournament. And in Randy Cruz's bracket, I looked and Miss Jackson beat International Players Anthem and moved on to the second round. That's not happening in this bracket, okay? Uh, Players Anthem, I think even if it's appreciated, it's underappreciated. It's graced a generation of weddings. Uh, I don't know if it played at my wedding. That night's a little bit hazy, uh, but I know we did play I Do by Jeezy to close out the night. That was terrific. And this is a real life song for a lot of guys. It's different. Uh, you've got Outkast and UGK together. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, play it at any party. When you hear Keep Your Heart, Three Stacks, you know what's about to happen. And everyone knows what's about to happen. Pimp C's terrific. Again, Pimp stealing the show. Top notch hoes get the most, not the lesser. That's rounding out the what are we calling this bracket? Lose yourself bracket, okay? To review, we've got lose yourself over 100. We've got what we do over Southern Hospitality. We've got big pimping over we fly high. No upsets yet, but then swagger like us beats. I get money at four uh, as a 13 seed. Country grammar uh, is gonna edge out what's my name at 11, 611 match up there. And the 314 Jesus walks uh, is gonna beat up on forever, but that, that that was, again, an underseating situation for forever. Uh, Cam didn't deserve that. Purple Haze doesn't deserve that. Next episode at 7 uh, is going to lose in a slight upset to We Gonna Make It. Uh, again, a seating issue. And then finally, a travesty. Uh, that It's a travesty for Miss Jackson as well. Those kids don't deserve this, to have to play a 15 seed like International Players Anthem. But the 15 seed is going to roll. And I'm going to tell you, it's got a good chance to come out of this bracket. So now, uh, as we look at it, and I got my little sheet here, uh, I'm just going to run it right to the final four. You've got Lose Yourself at the top left, the one seed playing the eight seed and what we do, 
and what we do is going to upset lose yourself. I know this was uh, when I sent this this bracket to my co-host making Gunner. Uh, he didn't know how I had filled it out. He said, "I just want to see lose yourself um, cruise to the championship game." And I, I apologized and said, "It's going to fall to what we do in the second round." Um, sorry, the song is aged beautifully. I actually think it's a better song legitimately. I don't. I don't think it's a personal thing. Um, music is very subjective, so I apologize in advance for anybody I pissed off uh, with that. Now below that, Big Pimpin' the five is going to play Swagger like us. The uh, the thirteen, Big Pimpin's going to win that ball game. Uh, below that, Country Grammar is going to play Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks is going to win that ball game. Below that, uh, We Gonna Make It is going to play International Players Anthem. And uh, again, I am sorry to anybody in International Players Anthem's bracket. Now again, working top to bottom, we're in the Sweet 16 now. In uh, the Lose Yourself bracket, what we do is going to play Big Pimpin' and they're going to upset another giant. What we do is moving to the Elite Eight, edging out uh, Big Pimpin'. Uh, this is kind of a Seton Hall, Kentucky kind of ball game. I mean, it's grittiness uh, meets flash and flare, and the grittiness is going to uh, prevail here in an upset. So uh, what we do is going to move on to the Elite Eight, Below that, Jesus Walks is playing International Players Anthem, and International Players Anthem is too strong, okay? Um, International Players Anthem is a loaded UNC team. As much as I hate to say that, just talent. Bunch of, bunch of first-rounders, okay? Um, Jesus Walks, not so much. Uh, Jesus Walks goes down to International Players Anthem, and that's kind of sacrilege there. <laughs> I mean, this is just a godless pick by me and I apologize. Let's see who goes to the final four out of what we do in International Players Anthem. It's going to be Players Anthem, man. I'm sorry. That's going to represent the Lose Yourself bracket. We have a 15 seed coming out of that bracket. Now we've got to move on to uh, the I Just Want to Love You bracket. Okay, so uh, in that matchup here, I Just Want to Love You working from the top down. Uh, I Just Want to Love You is going to play uh, What Happened to That Boy. That's a 116 matchup. Below that, we've got Still Tippin'. Um, of course, the Swisher House production there at 8. Uh, playing Special Delivery at 9. I don't even know what Special Delivery is. Uh, we've got Renegade at 5. Underneath that, playing How We Do. 12, that's a game song off the documentary, which is a classic. Uh, and then you've got a 4-13 matchup with the number four, Forgot About Dre, Powerhouse, uh, playing the number 13, So Fresh and So Clean, which is underseeded. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, you could make the same argument for Forgot About Dre at a four seed there. Um, so, yeah. Then you've got Get Your Freak On uh, at number five, uh, playing Get Low at 11. Not really that interested in that matchup. Just going to tell you, neither of those songs is going to go far at all. Although I saw somebody mention uh, in, the, in, in, in the mentions under this, this bracket that Get Low Better Go All The Way. And I am sorry for that man. Uh, then we've got 
Number three, Can't Tell Me Nothing, uh, playing 14, Dipset Anthem. Seven, Oh Boy, playing number 10, Lollipop. Uh, and then number two, Stan, playing one mic at 15. And one mic is, again, your 15s here are just criminally underrated. Uh, a look ahead here in, in the bracket opposite, um, in, the, in the region opposite uh, this region in the bracket, the next 15 seed we're going to talk about is uh is hustling okay um and that's that's the rick ross uh, port of miami song i think that's a bit underseated um the other 15 is best i ever had to look ahead here and that's the drake song that's about where it should be um if at all in the round of 64. so starting from the top here in the i just want to love you bracket uh you've got the jay-z hit uh versus uh the birdman and clips uh collab Listen, I don't know who to push through here. I really don't. Um, you know what? They're gonna lose to they're gonna lose to Tippin in the next round. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. So it doesn't matter. I'm gonna put what happened to that boy through. Uh, although, I mean, and this is what makes this truly a solid song is that the clips overcomes Baby here, and you know it's it's off that album where Baby looks like a half bird and half baby on the cover, uh, weird ass cover. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's, I just thought, I just want to love you is not even the best song in the album. Um, you know, stick to the script is probably my favorite song on, uh, on, on the dynasty album. And the intro goes harder than, than, than I just want to love you. I mean, I know it's a different type song. Uh, this can't be life. Um, yeah, it's, I'm almost punishing. I just want to love you because there's much better songs on the album. And I'm from Virginia, and I'm gonna push clips through as a 16 to upset a one. They're gonna UMBC Jay-Z here. And I can say that because since then, uh, Virginia has won a national championship, so that joke plays. And I don't see, by the way, I don't see, see a single, well, I see one single, Lord willing, uh, track here later, but uh, I don't see Gangster Lean anywhere on this bracket uh, by the clips. So. I think if Gangster Lean was in here, it might go Elite Eight. Um, and so would the song with Kiss on that album as well, with Jada Kiss. I always forget the name of that song. <laughs> then the 8-9, uh, we've got Still Tippin', and it's gonna cruise by a song that I, that doesn't matter what song it is. I mean, Still Tippin' is an eight, that's underseated. It's a runaway, Swisher House brought Houston rap to white kids with this one, Suburban White Kids. I happen to like UGK and such before that, but this album definitely sent me down a bit of a different rabbit hole. Um, and that entire Mike Jones album, this was a Who Is Mike Jones album. Uh, the, the album's really good. And it's actually, there's a few songs that have aged well. I mean, like, not the whole album. I know some people, some purists are going to shit on me for saying the album's aged well. But uh, Scandalous has aged well. Flossin's aged well. Um, I remember the song Five Years From Now. I was like... You know, I was like in uh, maybe high school or college age when when uh, when the Mike Jones album dropped, and I used to think, man, five years is a long time. I wonder, you know, where I'm going to be in five years. Like, what's it going to be like? Well, I can tell you if I could talk to the younger self uh, version of me for for a moment that in 15 years you're going to be doing podcasts talking about the Mike Jones album uh, because you're in your house and there's a pandemic. Um, that's where you'll be. Uh, so yeah, a good album, 
a memorable album, still tipping. Uh, just the song was so strong. The song was so fucking strong. And it was made to be played loud, okay? And by the way, uh, that last verse was supposed to, that went to Paul Wall was supposed to go to Chameleon Air. I also had a Chameleon Air ringer in college and it went off in one of my most, in a, in a big lecture hall, one of the gut classes. And you don't have a lot of gut classes at UVA, but this is a couple hundred people in this, in this classroom with good, good, um, good, good acoustics. And, uh, I think Roland was, uh. Or riding dirty, whatever the fuck you call that song. Yeah, it was on my uh, my old like LG phone, which sounded terrible. Went off super loud, embarrassed the shit out of me. Um, yeah, I, the violin on this song goes super hard, uh, super hard, and maybe the hardest violin I've heard. One of the we could do a whole list on violin samples and I. Uh, in a uh, in a hip hop song, I don't even know if you count that as a sample, but uh, this would be up there. So, um, oh, also Mike Jones, we shouted Mike Jones out on the Rosillo pod, and then Ryan went to a show and ended up backstage with him. <laughs> and I think uh, Mike Jones was kind of weirded out. Uh, next, we've got Renegade uh, at five uh, versus How We Do. Uh, it's it's a game track off documentary, which is a classic, one of the best uh, albums of this era. Uh, but Renegade's too strong. Renegade is J and M, especially M, at a high level lyrically. Uh, although Nas um, famously posited that M murdered you on your own shit uh, in 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 that in that beef he had with J. And how we do, as good as it was, kind of hurts my ears now. Um, it's undeniably hard, and it was amazing for a long time. But the and the album is a classic. But but I think there's better songs on the album. Um, and that brings back a lot of drinking memories. The second year, a lot of pre-gaming, a lot of drinking Mad Dog 2020s, the the Blue Raspberry Mad Dog 2020s with the chain on them. That was my favorite. Uh, flavor, you know, I was living in a house with two dudes that also went on to play in the league. Uh, Tom Sandy and Clint Sentum, uh, Clint, who now coaches at UVA, and uh, we had a cool year, man. And we lived in Ivy Gardens, which is kind of like a law school spot. Um, and Clint had an all-white room, like a 12-inch white TV, you know, like white accents and decor in the room. Um, you know, was, he had white carpet on the ground, obviously, because we were in an apartment complex. But uh, he really, he really pimped that room out pretty good. Um, and I always remember that little white TV. Um, and that's what that album reminds me of: the game, documentary, classic. But Renegade's too strong. I forgot about Dre, uh, Chronic 2001. Uh, that's a four seed going up against So Fresh, So Clean, Outcast. 13 seed underseeded and it's going to be a uh, a victim of being underseeded too two heavyweights here okay i'm wondering where sleepy brown is these days uh, so fresh and so clean is a great track but i uh, forgot about drago's too hard and especially uh with that that m verse uh, that was the one verse that you knew was challenging but you also knew as a suburban white kid you could probably rap uh out loud and word for word um, 
Yeah, that was a that was a great verse. Where does it rank on the M verse list? Probably not that high because uh, if if there's any heads listening, they're probably like, yeah, man, this this song's better. That song's better. I mean, it's all subjective, but but I thought M had a very good uh, very good verse there. Get your freak on is a six playing get low at eleven. I love Missy. Have you seen her lately? She looks great. Um, but get low was the anthem at the state championship house party circa 2003. Uh, all dudes, 30 to 50 dudes, uh, in essentially my parents' basement, spacious basement, nice basement, um, but a lot of dudes listening to uh, Get Low really loud with my parents upstairs. Um, imagine being my parents and just hearing to the sweat drop down my balls. <laughs> like, where did we go wrong with these fucking kids? Um, my parents were cool about throwing that party, so I appreciate it. Can't Tell Me Nothing, number three, Facing Dipset Anthem at number 14. Okay, so Can't Tell Me Nothing was my MySpace song senior year. Uh, that reminds me that I had a MySpace. Top six, that whole deal. Um, I hope to God it is buried somewhere deep, like beneath the earth. And I'm inviting people to look here, which is kind of fucked up. I may cut this, but maybe not. Um, the hook kind of drags at times. Elite Jeezy um, ad-libs. Uh, and Dips and Anthem, if that were replaced with Forever, which is a cam song, but still Dips at Proper, um, I think uh, I think forever would roll here, but Dipset Anthem at 14, uh, somebody had to win. Gimme can't tell me nothing as the three seed moving on. And then we've got Oh Boy at a seven versus Lollipop at 10. Oh Boy, Cam and Jewel's great sample, uh, kind of catchy, creative, I guess. Um, Lollipop, it was just a party song, okay? It was a great party song, 2008. It was 2008 personified in a bottle of Grey Goose. Like that was, that was lollipop. Like this was, this was a get a table uh, in St. Louis summer of 08 song. Ameristar Casino. There was a casino right down the hill from the facility in uh, outside our city. We used to hit a lot. And uh, you know, the club scene in St. Louis, not, not that great. But when you threw on lollipop, you felt like you could be in Miami or Vegas. Stan, that's the number two here, facing off with one mic at 15, and I am sorry for one mic being 15. Love the song, great song. Not a lot of applications for either of these songs, but I can't really chill listening to one mic. I can chill listening to Stan, plus Stan is an absolute classic. I know some people might give me heat, but Stan's gonna go far here. Um, one Mike is probably a top five seed, and don't blame me, blame Randy J. Cruz, my guy. Uh, there's actually a pop culture name that's derived from the song. You know, all these kids saying we stand on the internet, they probably have no idea where it started. Um, you know, the rain, the lightning, the, the, the splashing noise when the car goes in the water. Uh, I, you know, if I hear that, that sound clip without the music, I know exactly what car uh, splashing into uh, the water, fictionally, that is, at, at, you know, anytime, I, if, if you if you quiz me on it. Um, the production's cool, Dido was perfect, and by the way, Dido is, 
I just looked this up. She's 48 years old. Um, and just the way he changed his tone the entire time, you could kind of, you could almost, almost identify with kind of what it was probably like to be somebody like Eminem, who probably had a lot of social anxiety and dealing with fans. And there's another song that's going to come up here, um, of M's that kind of has that same, that same theme a little bit. Um, so that's, that's region two. Um, let's get into, uh, that's the, I just want to love you region. That's the round of 64 games. So let's move on to the uh, lean back bracket here. This is, um, this is just disgusting. I'm actually nauseous looking at this, but I'm gonna, I can't believe lean back is a one seed. I know that was like big in New York. I know Randy, he's up in New York. His constituency up there might really like lean back. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through all the seeds here in this, uh, in this corner of the bracket. We've got lean back taking on past the Cavassier at 16. We've got Ether at eight taking on Let's Get It. Uh, you've got Gold Digger at five taking on Move Bitch in the problematic matchup of the tournament. <laughs> and then you've got Hate It or Love It a four uh, going up against Shake Your Ass, uh, the mystical hit. And then you've got Hot in Here at eight um, taking on the 11 uh, in day and night, or at six, taking on the uh, 11 in day and night. You've got three bombs over Baghdad, Outcast uh, versus the 14 and Rubber Band Man, TI's uh, kind of vintage hit, cleaning out my closet at seven, uh, and then 10, you've got 21 questions. That matchup's gonna be interested. They're both emotional songs in different ways. Okay, drop it like it's hot, rounds it out at two. Uh, facing 15 best I ever had the one and two in this bracket to me are abhorrent terrible we'll get down to the bottom of the bracket in a minute uh, I'd love to eliminate lean back but it happens to be playing past the Cavassier I don't need to spend any time on this matchup lean back wins uh, but nobody's watching this game pass this matchup on to the next round for lean back. Ether's gonna play Let's Get It. Okay, sky's the limit. Big Jeezy fan. This was another iconic album early uh, in my college career, okay? But Ether uh, is a response to take over, of course, Jay-Z's this, this, uh, this track. Um, and, and Ether, by most people at the time and still today, um, I don't. I haven't met too many people that would say Jay won that, won that little battle, that little sequence. Uh, Ether is going down as one of the best disc records in the in the history of disc records, um, and I'm sure somebody would argue with that. I'm sure somebody's gonna um, assert their hip hop head authority over me, but I rank it up there. Um, and I guess it started way back with Reasonable Doubt. Uh, like Nas skipped a studio day and you know then there was some like some friendly jabs with like Nas samples and then Nas wrote a song uh, that that kind of had some subliminals on there on it was written the song was the message I think it was the first song on the album um, and you know there was a reference to Lexuses with TVs and it being the minimum now it was like the the standard but that standard's been passed. And Jay-Z, of course, rapped a lot about Lexuses and TVs and Lexuses, and he actually had a Lexus with TVs in it. 
and evidently Nas has since confirmed it was about him, but it wasn't a jab initially. It was like, you know, that was my competition. I respected him and I saw that and I had to elevate my game. But eventually it turned into this Memphis bleak back and forth with Nas, uh, where it got more obvious. And then Nas is on Stillmatic talking about Rockefeller and basically calling everybody out. Um, and then, of course, uh, they made up in 2005, which I had to look up. That feels like yesterday, and it's been 15 years. Holy shit. Unbelievable. Uh, so Ether's going to roll. Um, not roll, because I love Let's Get It. I mean, that's, you know, J-Verse uh, on the, I guess it was on the remix, but, uh, you know, the, the whole thing, the production, um, that took me back to a place in time. But I kind of, gosh, I'm second thinking, that, I'm second thought, I'm giving this a second thought. Uh, Ether's gonna move on though. Gold Digger at three, uh, facing Move Bitch at 12. And again, the problematic matchup of the tournament. Uh, I don't really love either of these songs. You know, Move Bitch, I can't stop thinking about Ludacris' gigantic dome in the music video. I think that was this music video. Um, and then, you know, the Yay song kind of ruined. It's, a, it's absolutely, you know, I can't deny that it's a, great production but it kind of ruined the Ray Charles song uh, for me I, I even though I'd much rather hear the Ray Charles song uh, that it sampled but um, so Gold Digger is going to move on it's going to be tight I'm not that interested in the game Hater Love It uh, off the documentary of 4 facing Shake Your Ass at 13 neither is going too far okay but uh, they're totally different songs okay Hater Love It is a terrific song don't get me wrong but again, like on the documentary, you could have put Dreams in here, you could have put uh, We Ain't in here, Where I'm From, you know, the self-titled track documentary, uh, it's unbelievable. So the, the album's terrific, I just don't know, the documentary's got what it takes to go deep in this tournament, although it's going to beat Shake Your Ass here. And then you've got Hot in here at 6 versus Day and Night, I think it's got to be the Kid Cudi song, right? Uh, Hot in Here is the Nelly song. Um, you know, again, I'm going to give the nod to St. Louis. I'm not, I'm not incredibly passionate about this matchup here. Next, you've got Bombs Over Baghdad, the three seed facing Rubber Band Man at 14. This is the layup line matchup. I just think about how many times I heard uh, these two songs on pregame basketball um, albums, turn of the century. Uh, yeah, bombs over Baghdad, man. It's 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 destined to make a little bit of a run here. Uh, it's not my favorite Outkast song, but it's iconic. And then we've got cleaning out my closet at seven, facing twenty one questions at ten. Um, you know, again, they're both the one's emo, one's romantic. Okay, I'm gonna err on the side of romance. All right, I'm a romantic guy. 21 questions, um, and then also cleaning out my closet. You could have had Till I Collapse on here. You could have had Soldier on here. You could have had Sing for the Moment, all off the Eminem show, but you chose cleaning out my closet at seven. I don't know, man, 21 questions. That was circa getting my new Bronco. Uh, you know, I was about you know 18 years old. Um, it's like prom time, 21 questions. Terrific song. Okay, I know it's a little bit mushy, but it's a nice song. All right, it's a nice song. 
it's coming out of the round of 64. Punch the ticket to uh, the round of 32 there. Number two, drop it like it's hot. Versus number 15, best I ever had. This is just vomit for me. This is Duke, Virginia Tech. I don't care who wins. Just get it the fuck off my bracket. Next round. I can already tell you that 21 questions is going to beat it. Uh, so running back through the lean back bracket, which is just rough. It's a rough bracket here. Um, I've got lean back uh, in the round of 32 facing Ether. Ether is going to roll. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Not fucking close. Gold Digger uh, is going to play uh, Hate It or Love It uh, in the second round. And uh, Hate It or Love It comes out of that matchup. Hate It or Love It punches its ticket to the Sweet 16. Below that, you have uh, you have Hotten here facing Bombs Over Baghdad. Bombs Over Baghdad's gonna roll. And then you've got 21 questions facing, uh, I guess you'll have Drop It Like It's Hot. I'll put that, I know I didn't say who won, but there's no winners when Drop It Like It's Hot plays best I ever had. And that's probably because Drop It Like It's Hot uh, has been overplayed, just jammed into my eardrum for the better part of two decades. So, um, yeah, I got 21 questions edging out. Uh, drop it like it's hot in an upset. The Sweet 16 matchups are Ether uh, playing Hate It or Love It. Now Ether's going to roll again. Uh, Ether's got a shot to go all the way here. You have Bombs Over Baghdad uh, playing 21 questions. Bombs Over Baghdad's going to roll there. And then you've got Ether and Bombs Over Baghdad. And I don't think it matters who they who ends up in the final four because there is a monster down in the bracket below it that's probably going to go to the championship game. I'm going to push Ether through because I just know there's a bunch of Outkast songs I like better. I don't know that I like Ether better than Bombs Over Baghdad. You know what? My love for Outkast, it's almost enough. I'm going to push Ether through to the final four. Uh, just an iconic disc record. So unique. Uh, there aren't really other disc records in here uh, besides TakeOver, which we'll get to in a second. So uh, you've got Ether in your Final Four. To recap, we've got three of the Final Four teams down here. We've got International Players Anthem, uh, which just edged out, forgot about Dre a moment ago, to await the winner of the other side of the bracket in the championship game. You've got Ether. Uh, waiting on the final four team from the in the club bracket uh, bottom right here if you're following along on Randy J. Cruz's bracket 2000s hip-hop. You've got number one in the club facing number 16 pump it up. That's Joe Budden uh, And that's you, you couldn't have picked a worse Joe Budden entry I know that, that was his big hit But I I think you could have done better if you were gonna put Joe in there And then you got takeover which preceded ether at eight facing off it through them through the wire at nine a public service announcement at five, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. If public service announcement were in the bracket above it, uh, or the I just want to love you bracket, it's probably going to the final four. I don't know if it is in this bracket, and I'll tell you why in a moment. That's facing off with number 12, the Go Crazy remix. I love that fucking song, okay? This is the matchup of the entire bracket to me. This is this is as good as it gets in the round of uh, 64. Uh, then you've got number four, The Way I Am, taking on number 13, the Fab song, Breathe. 
Uh, you've got number six, Party Up, uh, facing uh, the 11 seed, Work It. Uh, number three, you've got Amelie. Number 14, you've got Flipside. Uh, that matchup's, I'll just give you a hint, Amelie has got too much swag, man. That, that song's going far. Uh, then you've got Still Dre at seven, um, which is massively underseated. Uh, facing 10, What You Know, which is, of course, the T.I. song. Uh, bottom right here, all the way at the bottom. You have number two in Grindin', uh, facing off with uh, Hustlin', which is uh, Rick Ross. Every day I'm hustling. I don't take days off. I, I hustle every day. Um, so that's your uh, that's your in the club bracket, uh, starting from the top here. Uh, you know, and I said pump it up at 16. It's not going to last long because... There's just better Joe Budden songs. Move Music 2 is a classic to me, okay? I love that that mixtape. Um, and there's a bunch of better songs on that mixtape than, than, than Joe's big hit, but that's kind of how it goes. Uh, some of these hits are a little played out. And the club's kind of played out, okay? But it's a really good song. Uh, it's been played so much, my opinion's been sullied a little bit. It really took everything by storm. That was kind of a uh, 50s coming out party. And... Um, my biggest beef with this song, although it's going to win, there's going to be no UMBC going on here, is that it kind of aged, the beat aged, uh, like, you know, like the fashion of that era. Like it felt really good to wear LRG back then, the fits, you know, um, not so good anymore. Uh, I saw in the club, uh, you know, and I thought, yeah, this, this song's got a shot to go to the Elite Eight, but it is so kind of turn of the century in the production and just hip hop sounds way different now to me at least uh, again that was 50s coming out party it's not only a really good catchy song uh, but it's playing pump it up so uh, again that beat is like a loose pair of jerboes it just kind of is what it is uh, but it was fucking hot at the time it's still a, a really good song I'm just not crazy about the beat Takeover at 8 uh, against Through the Wire at nine, uh, Takeover was was like a win when I saw it on the on 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 the paper. I love Takeover, but how am I going to push it through when when Ether beat out Takeover? Although I think Takeover, from like a production standpoint, without the lyrics and taking the the beef out of it, uh, Takeover is one of my favorites on this whole on this whole sheet. But I can't push it through. I got to push through Through the Wire. It's so iconic. Um, it's kind of, it was kind of like Kanye's uh, version of, of uh, In the Club. I mean, it was his coming out party, you know, recorded right after he got in that, that car accident. And, you know, I guess, I guess it was like Beverly Hills or L.A. or somewhere. He had the Shaka Khan single, uh, which is kind of confusing because the song is Through the Fire. Um, and, yeah, the takeover, as awesome as it is, and I might actually rather listen to it right now today, um, you know, that album yielded songs like Heart of the City, Song Cry, Never Change, all off Blueprint. And those songs could be on here too. So I'm pushing through the wire uh, through. Below that, you've got Public Service Announcement versus Go Crazy. Okay, so Go Crazy is, uh, is a classic for me. It brings me back to college, puts me right in that chair at, uh, at my buddy's apartment. Freshman year, drinking 40s, hurricanes to be specific. Back in the day, 
when you could actually drink, you know, a few 40s, wake up, feel nothing the next day. Uh, back in the day when you liked the taste of 40s, okay? Back in the day when you could drink 40s all week and still have abs. Um, yeah, that was, that's a favorite for me. And against almost any other, um, against almost any other song in the round of 64, uh, it's got a shop. And out against public service announcement, it's a classic. When that organ goes off, holy shit. Like, when I was kind of unsure at first, you know, I hadn't played public service announcement in a while, I, I queued it up and I wasn't even thinking about it. My neck hurt from bobbing my head. Like, and the crazy part about it is it almost didn't make the Black Album. It was like the last song and Jay was done. And Just Blaze, who was doing the production, his friend brings in a record like after everything's done and Jay's out of the studio. Evidently the story, there's a YouTube video, you can go look at it, but um, he says Jay was on to doing like interviews and sessions with the press and um, Just Blaze kind of like barged in or hit him up and was like, hey, you gotta listen to this record. Uh, it's unbelievable. And Jay heard what he heard and would go out, talk to the press, because he had all his engagement, he, he couldn't cancel his day. Then he would run back in the studio, take a break, write four bars, go back out, talk to the press, come back, another four bars. Three weeks later, as Just Blaze put it, everybody knows the words at MSG. So crazy song, crazy background story, as it seems to always be with Jay-Z. So uh, I got public service announcement going through to the, to the uh, Sweet 16 relatively easily against a tough opponent. And then at four, you've got The Way I Am versus Breathe at 13. And The Way I Am is like quintessentially Marshall Mathers LP, which was a really good album. My favorite album he does is, uh, is probably Slim Shady LP, uh, which wouldn't make the cut because it's not from this decade, but um, this is a really good song. Although, you know, some other songs age pretty well on this album as well in Amityville. Criminal, some of the like less heralded songs. This one was kind of the hit, and it was also a really dark hit. Um, can you imagine something this dark being a hit now? Like it's just different. Um, great album, uh, songs awesome, uh, and this is like kind of a little bit of a. I'm putting this on my social distancing soundtrack. It's definitely not an approachable song. It's like, yeah. You just just leave Eminem alone. Uh, so the way I am is uh, is moving on to the Sweet Sixteen over Breathe. Party up at six uh, against Work It in ele at eleven. I want to give Missy Elliott a win here. Uh, it won't matter. Nobody's going to beat the team that the winner of this matchup is going to face in the next round, and that is Amelie. Um, Amelie is number three. Spoiler alert: It's going to wipe the fucking floor with Flipside at fourteen. This Amelie team, as I said, it's got some swag, and uh, Flipside's one of the most random entries on here. Carter 3 has aged really well. Carter 3, I like it now more than when I heard it the first time. But as I said earlier, nothing from the Carter on this thing, nothing from Carter 2 on this thing, um, and that's ridiculous. Uh, but it's probably even more ridiculous that there's nothing from the Carter. Um, throw the whole list away, actually. Uh, and then the sample's cool, which interestingly is a, is from I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Um, 
and I didn't know that until about a year ago. I don't know how I didn't put that together. Uh, but yeah, Millie wins easy. <laughs> then at seven, you have Still Dre, and, and that song's facing off with What You Know. Uh, that's the T.I. song at 10. Ah, God. I hate this for What You Know, because it's a, it's a really catchy song, and it brings me back. And a lot of younger people, I talked to my buddy, Dr. Fax, Nate Collins, who's about probably 30 years old now. Like, if you're five years younger than me, this, this song might win the tournament. Uh, but Still Dre is a fucking banger. And this beat is, this beat reminds me of like a late night lowrider meetup in a parking lot that I would love to join, but I am, I'd probably avoid it because it looks intimidating. It's an intimidating lowrider meetup. I mean, this beat is hard. The little beeping noise, I don't know, some, some, some of you beat makers can tell me what that is. I mean, it sounds so cool uh, in the song. I don't know if you isolated it, if I'd ever think it would play. Um, Jay-Z writing the song cheapens it a little bit for me. Uh, but this is absurd. I mean, the strings, it was like Snoop and Dre were just like back, like they never left. And the music video is like a fucking movie. The Eminem appearance is weird in the music video, but. I watched the uh, the music video recently, and uh, there's a Shannon Sharp jersey in there, at like 240. I don't know if I'm sure Shannon saw that at some point. I mean, how about that? Like somebody wearing your jersey in a uh, in an iconic video like that. On topic, uh, Snoop was doing something on BET one time, and somebody sent me a picture. He was wearing my Rams jersey, 91. Was, uh, that was one of my crowning achievements there. So since I'm mentioning the the jersey thing with Snoop, I do want to. I do want to mention Jada Kiss is one of my favorite rappers. So uh, recently, long story short, as short as it could be, uh, one of like a mic'd up video I was in with Malcolm Jenkins went kind of viral, and it's this joke I play on everybody when they're mic'd up, mic'd up, and 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 as soon as they find I find out they are, I walk up to them, or back when I played, I walked up to them, and I tap them on the shoulder, and I'd be like, "Hey man, that rash you said you had like right by your." by your junk, like, is that cleared up? Obviously nobody has a rash, that's the joke. And you'd see him just sit there and kind of squirm, like, what do I say? Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> and uh, and that thing kind of went viral. This was, no pun intended, that thing went viral. Uh, this was before the Double Doink game and it got kind of like shared along Instagram and one of these hip hop sites shared it. And when I got tagged in, I looked at what I was getting tagged in and below you could see where people like stuff. And I saw that the real Kiss liked it. So I guess Jada presumably thought that was funny. Uh, so that was kind of a, a proud moment for me in the in the hip-hop scene there. So um, where was I? I was at, uh, yeah, I was at Still Dre, who's who's going to wipe the floor with What You Know. And poor little What You Know did not ask for, for Still Dre to be seated at 7. That's under-seating, um, and Still Dre's going to roll. And then at the bottom, you've got Grindin' at 2, uh, facing Hustlin' at 15. Okay, so Grindin' is a bad draw for Hustlin', because Hustlin's a good song, okay? But I don't think I'm afraid that Port of Miami hasn't aged as well in general. Um, it's still, it's amazing to me, actually, how Rick Ross has, like, has changed his production. And I think he's as good as anybody at picking beats. I think he's one of my, he's one of my favorite 
rappers as far as like his his ear uh, and 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 what he pairs his his lyrics with uh, on every album lately. And matter of fact, as I'm looking at it, and by the way, I still I still love uh, the song "Blow" on that album. I think that's aged pretty well. Push It was pretty good back then. Uh, and it was on a really dope highlight tape we had in college. We played like NC State. And shout out to Luke Goldstein. He used to make all the highlight videos. But he made this whole highlight video with Push It in the background. And a bunch of like African animals in the Serengeti. Like cheetahs chasing down wildebeests and shit. And like, inter, you know, intersposed or interspersed. You know, it's always one syllable off with me. Interspersed. He interspersed um, footage of us, you know, tackling quarterbacks and running backs with uh, with Push It, and that was pretty cool. Um, but I am afraid the album hasn't aged that well. But lately, Rick Ross has been on a tear, and as I look back here, deeper than rap, man, I could do a whole pot on deeper than rap, Teflon Dawn, Rather You Than Me. I could rank Rick Ross songs. Uh, deeper than raps 2009 how is there nothing from deeper deeper than rap in this bracket mafia music like i know it sounds like a different genre almost than a lot of this kind of is there new york bias in this thing randy um mafia music sounds sounds different than a lot of this music it just shows you how much things changed in a decade with with the music um also off that album rich off cocaine and valley of death could have easily been on this list and made deep runs. I got to meet Rick Ross at uh, Eagles uh, Super Bowl party after we won. Got a picture with me, the trophy, Rick Ross, and Bo Allen. It's a pretty sick picture. Anyways, grinding Virginia guy. I'm gonna push him through to the the, the uh, second round, the sweet or the uh, the round of 32. Uh, grinding's just. It's just made to be played loud, and it's really fucking effective at what it's supposed to uh, supposed to do. Looking at it here, we've got in the club uh, who survived against Joe Budden's "Pump It Up" against uh, "Through the Wire." Um, I'm gonna put "Through the Wire" through to the Sweet 16. Public service announcement facing the way I am. Public service announcements headed to the Sweet 16. Uh, we've got. Work it, Missy Elliott versus Amelie. Amelie's gonna pull away pretty easy here into the Sweet 16. Uh, Still Dre is facing grinding. As much as I hate to say this is a Virginia guy, uh, Still Dre's going through as a seven seed to the Sweet 16. <laughs> through the wire versus public service announcement. Public service announcement rolls. Um, and then below that, Amelie and Still Dre. And maybe the matchup of the entire bracket. Uh, I've got Still Dre in overtime. Still Dre is just such a fucking banger. And uh, it's just good enough, as I said earlier, to edge public service announcement to enter the final four. Okay, now if public service announcement, as I said, was in any bracket not belonging to Still Dre or International Players Anthem, it's easily in the final four. So now what we've got in the, in, in the championship game uh, to review is International Players Anthem, who's going to play the, the winner of Ether and Still Dre. And Still Dre is going to roll here. Still Dre, um, it's, it's Dre and Snoop at their finest. It feels, like, uh, it feels like they never left, and that was just uh, 
little 15, 16 year old me could barely handle that music. Uh, I'm gonna put Still Drain the Championship against International Players Anthem. It's almost a tie. A tie goes to the uh, to the song that's gonna put me in a good mood. You know, since I'm holed up in the middle of a pandemic, I don't need any ominous acts as production. Uh, I need something uplifting. International Players Anthem gets the win over Still Dre. International uh, Players Anthem is your champion. Shout out to Randy J. Cruz. He's the one who put that together. Uh, you can find him on, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz. Also, he's on the Cruise Control Pod. It's a pod I haven't listened to, but I'm jacking his bracket, so uh, I got to shout my guy out. Uh, but pop over to his Twitter page and, and uh, show him some love. There was a lot missing, and you know, of course, I'm very appreciative of uh, Randy putting this together. But uh, as brackets go, there's always going to be one or two misfires, and I think there's more than one misfire here. Okay, um, I don't see I don't see anything from late registration. Okay, you could add touch the sky here. You, people love diamonds. Uh, I'm not as into diamonds, but you could make a case for that, making the field of 64. College dropout could have easily added spaceship, two words, last call. There's no ghost face on here, all right? You know, nutmeg guy, uh, also supreme clientele, that was 2000. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Common's not on here. Um, you know, what's the song with the Michael McDonald sample? Michael McDonald is a white guy, by the way. Took me many years um, to realize that. The Light, The Light, that's the song. Um, then there was B, which was a hit, kind of mid-2000s. That was when I was like in college. Okay, that's not on this list. There's no Carter II, and more importantly, I don't think there's a single, single song from the Carter. And the Carter is Wayne's best album. And that's for another pod. I could rank the, the songs on on, uh, on the Carter. That would be contentious, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some people who don't recognize it as the best album. I'm sure a lot of kids nowadays probably only know Go DJ. Um, that was freshman year of school, and that was a terrific album. That summer, the Carter, uh, Boys in the Hood was big, if you remember that little mini super group. I'm um, trying to think of some of the other albums, but the Carter was definitely the one in the UVA weight room uh, circa 2004, summer of 04. Um, yeah, so no Carter, no minstrel show, obviously no little brother because it doesn't seem like that type of bracket here, but I do want to shout out little brother. It's one of my favorite groups um, <clears throat> who actually just came out with a project recently. It was great. Uh, I was glad to see that. Nothing off American Gangster, although Jay's represented pretty heavily here. And then Annie Up came out in 2000, okay? That's uh, obviously MOP. So a lot missing, but we're going to work with what we got here. I'm going to be doing a ton of rankings, brackets, going to have some guests, going to talk about sports when it's ap applicable. Um, hopefully things level out and things get back to normal soon. But another tease here for you is... Me and Rosillo did a pod this week. Check it out if you haven't. It's a little dated now with coronavirus and the cancellations, but it was good to get back uh, in the booth, so to speak, with Rye. I mean, he's in LA. I'm out here in Virginia. 
but we're still going to make some more content. We're going to do a home and home. We decided kind of on the spot. We we're like, oh, this feels good. You know, you can come on my pod one week. I'll come on your pod the next week and we'll, we'll make some uh, content. So uh, that's all folks. We'll keep it rolling. Y'all take care.